Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. How do I battle against perfectionism? Oh, man. I don't know. That's that's a battle I, I lost years ago. Hey. Madam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Perfect daily jazz advice coming at you. Perfect every time, all the time. Perfect medium. Perfect sponsor for today's episode is Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our courses. I'm talking courses by Peter Martin, mm. Adam Manis, mm. Jeffrey Keezer. Mm. We got folks like Christian McBride, Diane Reeves, Steve Wilson, Gregory Hutchinson, Ruben Rogers. Who am I leaving out? Sean Jones. Uh, Sean, yeah, Peter Sprague. But you know, one thing I'm really excited about, all those people and... Um, also our growing brazilian contingent if you're interested in brazilian music we have some wonderful we have the brazilian rhythm section those guys are bad out of sao paulo we have an incredible course we have edu ribeiro coming very soon elio Elio alves Alves. yeah and um so our brazilian game is strong romero lobombo romero lobombo of course all right we have a speak pipe today from samuel this is poignant let's do let's check it out hi adam hi peter it's samuel from munich in germany Thanks for your podcast. I've been listening to it for about a year now, and I've been really enjoying it. And it's been really helpful for me to get into jazz. My question today is about perfectionism. And I mean perfectionism in a bad kind of way. I'm a person who has the tendency of wanting to be perfect in every area of my playing. And that puts a lot of pressure on me sometimes, so that sometimes I can't practice anything because I have this anxious feeling in my stomach and I get really nervous when practicing. So I wanted to ask if you have maybe any practical tips on how to let go of those unhealthy expectations and how to embrace the fact that I'm not perfect and I don't have to be perfect. Oh. Wow, this will be an easy one. They were uh, totally qualified to answer. Um, well, actually, I'm kind of ready for this one, man. Have you yeah. checked out uh, Brene Brown? No. Dude, I'm, I'm going to loan you this book. Please. It's good stuff. Man. Perfect. She's perfect. Okay. No, uh, but, but I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. And okay. so, uh, yeah, man, this is a great question because this can be crippling to a lot of people. I mean, I've, I've struggled with this too, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I realize like sometimes like our teaching style and, and, and I, I don't want to be overbearing because, you know, I can be very hardcore and be like, this has to be right. This has to be right. But nobody is perfect. Um, obviously in terms of playing the instrument, I, I the reason I always say like, you know, you, you want to get to a certain level. Um, but it's not even about, Hmm. I wonder like, is, is there a way to have them? mindset of you're striving for perfection because i think that's important but you know that that's not possible you know what i mean it's not striving for perfection you're striving for excellence striving for excellence excellence is not perfect right you know that's right excellence is is involves a lot of failing it's right and and i mean art is not perfect actually art is not excellent when it is perfect i mean think about like you know computer generated art as opposed to human generated art um, and, and I think that, you know, if maybe we could adopt a little bit of that mindset where, yeah, I love this, you know, striving for excellence. Um, I think 
maybe on the micro level because you know some people their personality just wants to like do something right and and get it to completion i think that's not necessarily a bad thing but you can't apply that to bigger things like a solo mm-hmm. or a composition or whatever because you will drive yourself crazy if you try to make everything perfect but i think maybe Samuel and oh, and he's from Munich, which is cool because I was in Munich yesterday about 16 hours. Are you ago, serious? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Just at the airport this time. But that's I love Bavaria. I love that part of Germany is a wonderful place. But yeah, so if we're thinking about with because he's Samuel specifically talking about being very anxious and nervous in certain parts of his practice. Um, you know, we talk about the journey. And I think maybe if we think about that in terms of our practice, and and really everything. Remember, everything that we practice is about preparing to to perform. Yeah, you know. So I I think you can kind of relax when you perform if you're practicing correctly. And practicing correctly is not trying to practice to perfection. It's trying to maximize, um, and even dare I say, enjoy the journey Absolutely. of the practice. You know, the music that's with with within that. And so like. If we can, how how can we decouple perfection from development and excellence, as you say? Well, yeah. So I think the the first step are some some kind of big things that that you have to work on is from within, and these are things that I think are super important. The first one is realizing that your playing is not you. You're yeah. you're not linked to that. Right. You you are enough without your playing. Right. You don't have to play, and people still love you. That's right. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Right. Like that's not who you are. Right. That's what you want to do. That's yeah. not who you are. Because I think some people equate this perfectionism with like, well, I have to be this or I'll no. never be enough of this. You no. know what I mean? That's a killer. That yeah. is a killer to creativity, yep. right? Uh, the other thing we've been talking a lot about on, on here lately is vulnerability. And, you know, like you have to understand that, um, yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, like when you think about this, every time you see a player, who have these vulnerabilities that are exposed, but confidently exposed. Yeah. Like I think about Miles. No yeah. one says like, oh man, I didn't want to hear that crack note. <laughs> that you was know? not perfect. I mean, no one thinks that. They yeah. think like this guy is like so confident. Yeah. Like, like it's one of the things that uh, I've been thinking a lot about is that we are terrified of vulnerability when it comes to us, but we really admire it in other people. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's like a crazy dichotomy that when we see vulnerability in other players, we're like, that's amazing. Like, I want to be there, but we can't get ourselves to do that at all. So one thing you're going to have to worry about or not have to worry about, Samuel, is being perfect because you'll never be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of it. And everybody who's really, really great is uh, is fails constantly and they're not afraid of failing constantly. They're not failing in front of you yeah. and that's why they sound so great because they, they can fail and they can get right up the very next second and confidently do something because they're not attached to it. It's not them. Well, it's, and, and it's, it's so much a part of this whole thing of like, uh, you know, we always think people are looking at us and listening to us much closer than they actually are, yeah. you know, and worried about us. Like, and that's the whole thing. Oh, I was embarrassed. This happened. I'm like, most people do not care that much. Even when they're sitting there at a concert listening to you, um, even if it's solo piano or whatever, they are not caring that much about your perfection. I mean, and I, and I remember, and I'm wondering if Samuels comes from the classical world because I was, you know, I kind of came out of uh, the classical world growing up in a lot of ways because I started and, and played for a long time and even like up through conservatory was doing that. And I never really had that, that real perfection disease. Like some, I was always very driven with that music, but, it, but because I play jazz, I think it helped me mm. as opposed to the other way around in knowing 
like experiencing these Miles Davis solos where there's so-called mistakes and how great they were that I kind of took that to the classical world that like play with spirit and and a vi- and a vibe yeah. and verve that's what people want to hear they don't care if it's 100% perfect well dude even the classical friends that we have yeah. all talk about how classical music has has suffered from these perfect recordings that yeah. have been put out that people take multiple takes of or whatever yeah. because like the classics from way back in the day had mistakes on them yeah. you know what i mean but they the, the passion was there the, the the artistic freedom was there and i think i mean i think about to all of the greatest concerts i've ever been to there have been multiple mistakes that have happened yeah and and mistakes where the the artist is recognized like well but f- think about this but you the type of mistakes you're talking about too are and, and probably even what sam was saying as far as imperfection only other musicians even know that anyway most yeah likely maybe i'm thinking about like i saw sean jones here yeah. and i mean a couple times like he went for something he didn't hit it and he yeah. was like oh you know i mean he like acknowledged like he was like oof but he was but that was just part of it was almost like he was like you know, uh, doing another activity and just like, oh, oops, you know, yeah. like it had no bearing on the quality of the concert. But it was you know amazing. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like how, like if you watch a great major league baseball. All right. We have pit- no idea what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but you'll see them like they'll make a pitch. Incredible, you know, nineties, and then and you can tell they're frustrated. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? That was the perfect pitch. They missed their to mark him, by two was, inches. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that that's another thing. Is like this is all relative to like we're not really just playing for musicians. But I think too that Samuel and I'm just remembering from how he said this, maybe specifically like we're kind of talking performance and stuff, and he was saying that there was some anxiety and stuff. In specifically in his practice. So I'm going to suggest, and look, I'm not a doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist at all, so this is just a suggestion. And and, and I think that, you know, we all could could benefit from, from some good counseling in, in all areas of our life, but certainly things that contribute to music. So I would certainly recommend that and, and for all of us to kind of get our minds, um, you know, just get more woke and aware and everything about what our mindset is about practicing. But you might try this, and, and that is to take some very controlled situations and i would suggest say very simple scales that you know well hands alone slowly and say i'm going to play this scale perfectly Mm. a d flat major scale two octaves whatever it is something that's really you're able to do perfectly so that you can satisfy because maybe he's got that need to execute something perfectly and you can really listen to your sound and like I kind of do now that I'm thinking about I kind of do that because I like to really execute stuff well then that gives me the freedom when I'm trying something harder look it's not going to be perfect but maybe you just give yourself a little bit of satisfaction of really being able to nail that and maybe almost like you think about these chefs that go for all this crazy stuff and they're not sure if it's going to be a hit or not but then they'll do something real like right down the the the, the pike so yeah, to speak yeah, exactly. that they know you know a good old Terry Misu you know <laughs> right, whatever right, right. Um, oh by the way that's totally off the subject do you have my hat speaking of great yeah, restaurant yeah it's uh it's you left it at Bull Rush over there it's yeah. hanging on the hat rack here at the studio okay cool I'm so, sorry to no. digress a little bit there. they threw that hat at me by the way when I went in there that's <laughs> your boy Peter left his hat here I was like I did leave it for a couple of weeks I was out of town I mean yeah. I left it when we went before. Uh, yeah, I like that idea of of practicing something, starting with something easy. I always pra- I start my practice with some kind of easy chromatic scale or major scale or yeah. something like that that I can just really focus in on my sound, warm up. But really, you know, I, I would also recommend Samuel check out Kenny Warner's book Effortless Mastery. Yes, uh, there's a section in that where he has this exercise where you just you 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 strike one key on the piano, or maybe you throw your I forget what it is. You throw your hands on the keyboard, and then before you can think of any other thought you think to yourself, 
that's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. Wow. And then you do it again before yep. you can think about it. So yeah. you're actually kind of training yourself to just accept what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's it's can be life changing if you can detach who you are from the music you're making because it's not the same. It's that your your value as a person it does not depend on how well you play, even though sometimes it feels like that. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it's the journey. It's the journey. Even when you're practicing, it's the journey. If you can come to That's enjoy right. that, and if you're hitting eighty seven percent or ninety three percent or ninety nine percent, it really doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, we're we're going to try to improve these specific things in our playing. But, you know, when there's a lot of good things going on, there's a lot of things to enjoy along that journey. Mm -hmm. And that can kind of get your mind off of something that actually has very little bearing upon your or the listener's actual enjoyment of the music. I mean, it's kind of like if you're playing 90, first of all, this is a ridiculous thing that I'm even rating it like this. This is just very arbitrary. Be like 99% accurate as a jazz player. Yeah, that's not, Are no, you a 97 or a 96? Yeah, you know? no one thinks about it like that. No, no, no. Well, I do. Okay, buddy. No, <laughs> no, but let's just say in your mind, you're 99% accurate and like 1%, you're like, oh, I wasn't perfect. I mean, wow. 99% versus 1%. If I were to be able to cook a dish that was 99% nutritional and I focused on that 99%, I think the 1% would kind of fade fade in. It like would be kind of overtaken by the 99%, absolutely, right? Absolutely. And, and, and also think about this. One more parting thought. Every mistake you make, everything that's not perfect, in, especially in your practice, that's oh, an opportunity yeah. to grow. That's right. We don't want to practice no, perfect. You, wanna, you, you literally will not grow as a yeah, musician if you, you, what you're practicing You've got to find out where your weak spots are. You have to find out where your failure points are so that you can work on them that's right and you know what you if you're failing a lot welcome to the club every other great musician you've ever heard fails in their practice all the time that's why they're so good right and then remember too, talk about the journey the reason we can have fun and be creative with doing this is because when we talk about failing Nobody's life is getting lost. Nobody's limb is getting no. lost. You know, we're not talking about you're going in to do surgery and Dude, you Dude, no one even listens to jazz. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, no one listens. No one, and when they do, they don't like it. They're just <laughs> going on. to be cool or Come something. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, hey, Andrew, can you make sure to add a link to Kenny Warner's Effortless yeah. Mastery, maybe on Amazon or just uh, if he has a, his own website or and whatever? And also, what was the book you mentioned at the beginning? That might be... Uh, oh, yeah. Check out uh, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh any of her books actually are great, okay. but uh, we'll link to, to one of some of those. Daring, Daring greatly is the one that uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, and then another one that you know I read recently that's good. This is will be somewhat applicable. We talked about a while ago is Atomic Habits by James Clear, also and good, that's not yeah. really so much about perfection, but it's about like developing, you know, habits. And I think that developing a habit of like really productive practice where you're not focused on perfection but you're focused on development all the time where it becomes i mean and i thought of that because you said effortlessly effortless mastery i've always loved that title so much yeah um but where things you all of a sudden you're kind of in the half you can get into the habit of a good mindset Absolutely. and it sounds like you just need a little bit of an adjustment in terms of your mindset um and things are going to start really clicking uh, one more. We'll add the Ender Game of Tennis. Classic. Oh, yeah. Classic performance yeah. Uh, book. Ender Game of Tennis is great for musicians, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, right after this, we might have to play a little Ender Game of Table Tennis. Oh, I'm down. I got okay. my tennis lesson in about an hour. Oh, that, that'll get you ready. All right. <laughs> well, till tomorrow. You'll hear it.